0: Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you.
1: We got a full tank of gas. Hit it. You got more talent in
0: one leg nut than a lot of cars have gotten in their whole bunch.
1: You got a one-way ticket to the open
0: road. This baby hits 88 miles per hour. You're going to see some serious yeah
1: that time of the week we love it talking to tom blocker our longtime auto expert over four decades in the auto business we usually talk about the attributes of cars and we will a bit today but i want to start off in the other direction a new consumer report survey on the least satisfying vehicles of the year these are the ones that you don't want or actually better yet you don't want again
0: right absolutely and i like they list the bottom 10 and uh Uh, they they surveyed a number of owners that had owned a vehicle for a few years. So, you know, they'd had the car long enough to be very familiar with it. And the least satisfied of all was the VW Atlas Crossport, and that's their large SUV. And only 38% of those owners said they would buy again. Uh, And then next on the list were a couple of Mercedes and Mercedes GLB, and then a couple spots down from that, was the mercedes gla those are both subcompact suvs now i've driven that gla and honestly it didn't act and feel like a mercedes to me really you know i haven't driven the glb but those are both subcompacts and mm-hmm. they uh they didn't do well on there's only 39 percent said they would buy another glb and 45 percent
1: well, I was going to ask you uh, if you were surprised to see uh, a Mercedes on this list, and uh, so the, it ends up being the reason that it's on the list is because it doesn't feel like a Mercedes.
0: Yeah, it's, that was—I mean, the the GLA that I drove it was a few years ago, but it it did not impress me. Now they have the GLC. Yeah, is their compact SUV, and it—I've driven it. It's excellent. I mean, it feels like you'd expect a Mercedes to feel. You know, it it really has a nice. It handles nice. It's got good power. It, it's well-appointed, you know, and all that. But also the, the Infiniti QX50, it's a compact SUV. It's, it's on that list. The Jeep Compass subcompact SUV is on the, on the bottom 10 list. The Kia Seltos compact SUV. The VW Teos, Taos, T-A-O-S. Uh, I'm not real familiar with that one. It's a subcompact SUV. And then the Nissan Kick. Is a subcompact SUV. So from that, Bo, you can see there were a lot of compact and subcompact SUVs on this list. Yeah, so there's
1: the, there's the definitely small
0: a, SUVs didn't do real great.
1: There's definitely a trend going on here in a, in a generic there, sense.
0: There, there there is. But then the two uh, vehicles that were kind of the the best of the worst, they were in the top ten, but or the bottom ten, but they were sort of the top of the bottom ten. The Nissan Altima. Uh, which is a midsize sedan and the Kia Forte, which is a compact sedan. I haven't driven that one, but I have driven an Altima. I've rented one before and it it was a decent car. I think the problem both of these have is they're going up against the leaders in the segment. They're going up against the Accord and the Camry, you know, the Altima. It's a decent car, but the Accord and Camry have been the standards of the midsize sedan segment for 25 or 30 years. You know, they're the, kings of that segment and with the Kia Forte it's a compact the Civic and Corolla are the top cars in that segment so I mean they're basically it's like they're facing Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs or Jalen Hurts and the you know and the in the Eagles uh they're just facing the best of the breed and that's probably why I their owners weren't quite as satisfied either.
1: Well, you mentioned uh, the best of the worst. We, uh, we we can't not we can't end this and, and not talk about the best of the best because they did highlight the other end of the spectrum. Consumer Reports did.
0: Yeah, and the top two, not surprisingly to me, were the Corvette, the Cor- uh, Chevrolet Corvette, and the Porsche 911. And if you know owners of these vehicles, Corvette owners are absolute zealots. They love their cars. You know, they maybe had a C5, and then they got a C7, and now they're waiting in line to get the new mid-engine C8, or they've got one. And Porsche 911 people are the same way. And you know, I've had a a GT3, and it's a fantastic car, and people really get attached to them, and they are absolute loyalists. You know, Uh, interestingly, the Rivian R1T, the new electric truck, uh, was was on that list of most satisfied. It was among the top three, and. I just hope Rivian makes it. They're having a tough time. They're really struggling financially. Uh, they're finding out how hard it is to become, you know, a, an automotive manufacturer uh, in this business. But they make a really nice truck. The truck is well-reviewed, and the owners obviously love it because it, it made the top of the list. So uh, we'll see how they do. I, I hope they I hope they survive. They're just really struggling to to make money, and, you know, they've had supply chain issues and all that. They're just they're really facing a, a tough challenge to become a, a viable uh, manufacturer.
1: Well, again, but, uh, uh, <laughs> when they categorize cars as least satisfying, the question that gets asked is, uh, would you buy the same car again? And then you have these percentages right. of people who say uh, yes to that. And, and and we should also point out that uh, this is a Consumer Reports uh, survey. There's a more uh, all-encompassing survey that's due out uh, pretty soon that you actually – uh if you have yeah. to choose one you like better
0: the, the jd power it's a, it's a huge survey it's a it's a very comprehensive survey it's a big sample size and and they've been in the business they've been doing it since the 70s i mean they're really good at it and that's one i put a lot of stock in too so and and it's it's very complete so when it comes out we'll hit the highlights of that too and it's it's always pretty interesting they do a they do a new owner survey and then they do like a a, a three year uh, survey, which is really kind of their, their meat and potatoes, uh, yeah, satisfaction survey. But, uh, you know, we talked about the Rivian a little bit, uh, the Rivian truck, but, you know, EV sales last year, Bo were, were up significantly in the U S, uh, in 2022, they were 5.8% of the market. And that was up from around 4% in 21. There were about 800,000, uh, EVs sold last year in the in the U.S., and I think the federal tax credit, that $7,500 tax credit, has helped boost EV sales some, although some manufacturers don't meet the North American content requirements of that. Uh, one interesting thing, though, and I didn't realize this until I, I just read about it recently, that fleet and commercial buyers uh, are not subject to that uh, domestic content requirement, So they get the full $7500 uh tax credit uh buying an EV whether it's uh meets the requirements or not so we may see uh electric vehicles become a bigger part of like the rental car fleets you know here in the coming year so it'll be interesting to see if that uh if that is enough of an incentive to get those fleet and commercial buyers to start jumping on more electric vehicles
1: yeah well uh we'll, we'll roll back to where we started and, and and hope that this was a very satisfying uh episode of, of tom blocker here on uh, good morning bt thank you sir
0: there we go thanks bo you take care